Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Jessica McNaughton with Caragreen. And this is Rob Hacker with Caragreen. And today we are going to be covering a uh, recently emerging industry issue around crystalline silica and in, in our engineer countertop surfaces. Um, so, you know, we've seen a lot coming out in the news, whether it's uh, over in Australia about regulating the, the crystalline silica content within uh, countertop materials or whether it's in LA County with just, you know, the overall conversation of what we need to do here to make a, a safer industry practice along our countertop fabrication. But um, we see a lot of impact on the fabrication side. You know, it's safe to be around once it's installed in your home or office or wherever this space is using the engineered stones. But if not, if they're not cut or fabricated in the uh, best conditions with wet cutting and, um, protection for your your stone workers it's it's leading to some pretty serious health imp implications so do you want to touch on those jessica yeah so um there's a lot of coverage out there about you know some studies that have recently been done in the dangers that that airborne crystalline silica can can um can pose to to workers that that may work with it and not know the risks so um, that information's out there and we don't need to cover that here today um, because there is a lot of a lot of information on the dangers and the risks and all the abatement um, techniques and recently some new um, OSHA monitoring that'll be going on to you know try to mitigate these exposures. But what we want to talk about today comes at this issue from a slightly different angle in that to to address the issue from the source. So what steps are being taken at the um, product level from the manufacturers? You've got big quartz manufacturers out there like Cosentino and um, Caesar Stone, and there's a lot of press around this. So, so what are those, those large manufacturers doing or other product categories doing to mitigate or limit or eliminate the amount of crystalline silica in these slabs so that there is no danger to the workers um, that are cutting it to, to inhale those, those um, dust particles? So let's talk a little bit about you know, maybe some new categories and some new innovations and in existing categories that are happening um, to let the listeners know that this is not just about, you know, wet cutting and controlling dust within a fabrication shop. It can start at the manufacturer level as well. So, Rob, do you want to touch on um, kind of the new, the emerging category, the latest category um, that we've seen probably in the past decade really start to uh, emerge as kind of the next category after natural stone and quartz? Yeah, so initially we had the um, porcelains and sintered stones that were really offering the lower content of crystalline silica in those materials, and then... Inherently, they had right, lower, yeah. Right, and, you know, we're really getting down to that 0% level with a lot of the different manufacturers out there for these types of materials, and we saw kind of this new category being developed, which we're calling mineral surfaces that are using a different, you know, mineral composition to make a comparable material in terms of performance and fabrication. So those were the initial kind of bucket of alternatives that we saw coming to market. And now, 
you know, we have some other alternatives coming around from quartz manufacturers themselves, whether they are pulling the crystalline silica out of the material or the other third bucket that we're seeing, which are complete alternatives to an engineered quartz, like a recycled glass countertop or a recycled paper composite countertop. Um, so we've really seen those three categories emerge as the, the biggest solutions, the best solutions to this issue around crystalline silica. Yeah, and I would, I would contend that the mineral surfaces manufacturers, one of which was, was founded by Breton um, and also you know, Cosentino, and, you know, they, they, they knew that this was going to be an issue. So when they were introducing these new materials, they were deliberately lower in that crystalline silica. They found, you know, feldspars, kaolins, other miner minerals to replace those with. Um, even Lapitec, which has their um, Biorite mix, which is a cr completely crystalline-free silica mineral mix. So these guys have kind of gone back to the drawing board as far as the mixes go, and they're re-engineering these mixes completely to eliminate that crystalline silica. So you're going to start to see more products like Cosentino's Hybric, technology, which they have Hybrid 50, which is 50% or less crystalline silica. They have Hybrid 40. I believe they have a 20, maybe a 10, and I believe the plan is to go to zero. Mm -hmm. So completely eliminating silica. It's still going to be an engineered surface, a mineral surface it, with the, the, the aesthetics of their quartz line, but eliminating that crystalline silica. And you're starting to see Caesar Stone take those steps too, as well as I'm sure other manufacturers. So not only did you have this category that was established for uh, porcelain, sintered stone, ultra compact, you know, which we're kind of calling this overarching mineral surfaces now, that was already growing. Your brands like Decton, Neolith, Lapitec, Laminam, and others, um, you've got these innovations happening in the engineered stone space where they're engineering the crystalline silica out. And there's a big initiative there and a big push there. Um, and again, this is all public domain. You can you can find articles on, you know, what's going on in Australia, public statements from the manufacturers on the innovations that they're undertaking. But it really is a dramatic shift in the engineered stone market, you know, to to re-engineer your entire product line. So that's pretty, pretty substantial. You mentioned non-quartz materials and ISFA as the Surface Fabricators Association, um, you know, it was really founded on, on solid surface, which you know, people don't really think of these other manufactured surfaces when they're talking about the crystalline silica issue, but solid surface is one non-quartz material that you mentioned that doesn't have crystalline silica in it at all. So, um, you know, that, that, uh, that, that kind of makes a case maybe for some re-emergence of solid surface here. What other products are you referring to when you say non-quartz? For non-quartz, I think, you know, there's lots of variety in, in what's out there, but a lot of them are using either, you know, a recycled glass formulation, which is amorphous silica, so a non-harmful version of that silica component. And, you know, it has a great environmental story as well, not to mention, you know, health impacts. Um, we have... But you, I don't think you can really say no health right. impacts. Like, you don't want to inhale any silica, but the amorphous silica in glass is just less... I guess, for lack of a better term, sharp. Yep. So it yep. can't doesn't cause the lacerations to the extent the crystalline does. Mm -hmm. Other options out there. I mean, you, you mentioned solid surface. There's you know all sorts of different plastic-based solid surface on the market. There's ones with recycled materials in them as well. Um, we have some 
recycled glass products that really exhibit that recycled glass look, but there's also ones that look just like a quartz material as well. So those have been really cool to see emerging. Um, The other option I mentioned was a recycled paper composite, which is a very durable material. Like paper stone, rich light. mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they're very impact resistant, scratch resistant, somewhere between like an engineered stone in terms of durability and, and the solid surface materials that we see out there like you know corian or durat yeah so i think i think it's important to to note that the you know silica was something that people didn't want to talk about for a while crystalline silica and um, now that it's kind of widely accepted and a lot of these protocols are being put in place to make um, the the fabricators you know safer and that with these new materials um, you know, I just, I think it's important for the fabricator base to know the role that the manufacturers are taking to try to make this safer at the manufacturer level, because, you know, they do care about the people along the way. Um, I and think the, I think the manufacturers that are open and honest about the impacts that have happened over time and that are addressing it and moving forward with the better product lines, the first movers are going to, you know, be the brands that we see in our homes, offices, other spaces going into the future. They will be the winners out of this whole situation. I think I think I think what you're kind of saying is, you know, the the acknowledgement of this that I was that I'm talking about right. with, with the manufacturers, you know, taking the onus from the outset, you know, that's going to push its way um, all the way through to make everyone safer along the way. So I think it's important to know the you know, some of the big brands and, and many of the small ones are, are you know, they all have public statements about, you know, sustainability and health and well-being and best practices on their on their sites. Um, it's unfortunate that we had to, it had to wait this long. Right. Um, right. But it's really great to see those innovations happening. And I don't think sometimes people necessarily embrace the innovations because, you know, they're, they're chasing what people want. Right. But can you talk a little bit about kind of the, your kind of demographic and, and how you find information and, you know, how you're hearing about these things, not just at work. Right. Well, I mean, it's all over social media and, you know, LinkedIn, especially my feed is full of um, different horrible stories about the impacts that crystalline silica has had. And, you know, as me as a consumer in my personal life and a lot of people in my demographic group are really focused on finding those products that are responsibly sourced that are using you know fair labor practices and you know treating employees well treating the environment well and making sure that you know they're selling a product to their customer that isn't going to be toxic poisonous or or anything like that to you because you know across the board whether it's you know home building materials or consumer products that's something that we're seeing such a growing demand for as younger generations move through different stages of life, whether it's, you know, just those smaller consumer products I mentioned, your sunscreens and soaps and personal care products, all the way to your home products. You know, it's something that people are demanding is a, is a responsible brand in terms of their environmental impact, but also, you know, that part of sustainability that relates to human health is, is also extremely important to, to a lot of consumers now. Yeah, and I think sometimes cost wins, right? Price mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, your demographic can't go out and buy their perfect home right. necessarily. Um, 
and you may want all these wonderful things, but you may not be able to have those. But the important thing is that the information is out there now and it's on these platforms that you're using constantly like TikTok and, you know, from TikTok to LinkedIn, right? And you're getting this information and you're, you're, you, you guys demand more because you get all this information online and you're finding it. And unfortunately, social media will use scare tactics. Oh, and they love a good ex- exposure, you know. Yeah, well, like an expose, yeah, or something like that. That's going to go viral immediately. Everyone eats that up, right? Yes, yes. And so I think it's a it's a dangerous time to be um, not complete in information, mm-hmm. right? These surfaces are completely safe in your home, right? right. This is not. It, it shouldn't be used as a scare tactic, but it should be. You know, the industry should be aware that people are demanding more accountability throughout the entire life cycle of a product that goes for architects and designers specifically. So this isn't just about a homeowner. This is about a commercial project Mm -hmm. and the information that's being presented to and um, asked about by the architect and design space for large commercial work as well. So, um, you know, be, be open to new materials. Um, Ask your suppliers about new materials Mm -hmm. Um, and, and do your homework because these manufacturers are making moves to do better for you. And, um, you know, all these innovations and all this research, that's not going to be free. Maybe it's not going to be cheaper than existing materials. Maybe it's a little bit more expensive. At Caregreen, we know that the products that we sell typically have a better sustainability story, um, you know, a more unique look. And, and they tend to, that tends to come at a premium, recycled content can come at a premium, but, um, and some of these new emerging materials, um, new categories or innovations in quartz may come at a premium or a small premium, um, but you're gonna have customers who will pay that premium for a better product that is safer throughout the life cycle. I think also, you know, as time goes on, Prices will normalize. Mm-hmm. These materials will become the norm. So it's kind of just a it's a big transition for our industry right now, but it's not something that's impossible by any means. We've already seen great innovation come about and we're all kind of in this together to to protect the people who are actually, you know, creating these materials and fabricating and install them, ex- installing them. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just like like we do at Caregreen, you know, we just want to do better, right. right? And and one of our taglines is is create better. And we just when we see our manufacturers start to start to do that, um, it, it's it's really exciting. So, you know, look, keep an eye out for new materials from your uh, partners. Um, if they're not bringing them to you now, they will be soon. And we're going to start seeing these innovations come from factories all over the world. So it's a very exciting time with things transitioning, um, and you know, new materials coming from an industry that typically doesn't you know, launch them right. too frequently. So um, exciting time for the surfacing mm-hmm. industry. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.